0: Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes.
1: You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. And I'm Missy, and I'm with Beth. And Beth, our circle is a little
0: tighter this morning. Well, it's okay to have a, a, a close circle, you know? There there, there are times when you want to throw a big party, and you want to have all your friends there, right? Right. And there are times when you're digging in a little deeper, and you're, you're sitting at your kitchen table, and maybe it only holds eight. And um, the conversations that flow at that point are different than those times when it's the party of 50. Yeah. But then there are times when it's just okay to be at one a on small one. table, yeah. mm-hmm, uh, whether it's two or three or four. And then I believe there it's good just to be alone and be still before God. Now, that wouldn't make for very good radio airtime. Um, <laughs> but but I, I don't think we should ever... Um, I'd I'd second guess the amount of people that we come in contact with in in a day's time. Um, Our life is in God's hand, right?
1: For such a time as this, and you don't know the opportunities that may come and what God will bring out of it. And I I love how every day just
0: surprises me. (laughs) Truth, truth. And you know, today we were supposed to be a full table, but um, there was a a bit of an accident where one of our guests, her mom, is having some surgery today, and you know, those are those unforeseeable events that redirect your prayers Mm -hmm. and redirect your day. Now, our part is either to get very frustrated and uptight and you know, have an angst about that or to not be anxious about anything. But in all of this, in our prayers and petitions with great thanksgiving, present our requests to God. And so before we came on air, we just thanked him for his presence here today. And um, he's going to do something yeah. far greater than we can He always imagine. Does. He yes. always does. He
1: always does. That's he's, who he is. Uh, that's
0: exactly right. So Missy, uh, bring us up to date on life.
1: Well, you know, it is a busy season it's a it's a different season and I think you're moving into a different Mm. season now Beth Uh, I don't have any children at home uh, but uh, three grown children all married uh, ten grandchildren one on the way so we are back into kind of a busy season with kids having uh, activities and things that we want to get to and go to don't get to them all and unfortunately not nearly as many as I'd like but um, and then of course working and all of those things come into play, so it's a good season. It's a busy season, but it's a different kind of busy, I think. Oh,
0: definitely, and and we are, as you say, going into that new season also. Five adult children, two married, um, two grandbabies, and by the time this program airs, we may have our third Yay. in our arms, so we're very excited to welcome another grandson here soon. Um, it's such a delight to see your adult children pursue the life god has given them. Um our youngest is away at a school right now. Uh he he said I'm not going to come home. This school is 5 weeks. I'm not going to come home. It's about 3 hours away and we understood. He he I, that was completely fine. Um but you know what? He surprised me over the weekend (laughs) Uh, he let his dad know that or he called and said would you be okay with uh, me using gas money to come home and and my husband said of course and he said well don't tell mom I want to surprise her oh how sweet and he did so um he got to see the tears and the joy and the excitement um when he arrived and again when he left and and I keep telling him these tears are not tears of oh I don't want you to go that is not it at all. I love seeing kids pursue their their passions. And I wish every child had the opportunity that Clay is having right now in um, this five week saturated course of um, learning, music production that that he hopes to do for the rest of his life. And we said, you know what? You go to this class, you're going to know if this truly is something you're passionate about or if you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, if it's like, then maybe you shouldn't um, yeah, keep going down this this track. But he is just excited. Actually, um, he called me after one of his recent lectures and he's just like, Mom, this is so good. Mm. So they're having all kinds of experiences and opportunities, but what i took from his last lecture it was about networking but um it's pretty great to hear your 18 year old son say that someone other than mom is saying be very good at doing what you do but more importantly be very good to the people that Uh you are doing what you do for and with that's amazing
1: and it is fun it is fun to see them grow and uh, develop in ways that you've been praying for you've been investing in all these years Uh, you've been pouring your heart and your life into that and, and praying for, desiring for good things for them. And that just reminds me that if I feel that as a parent, it's just a drop in the bucket to what God feels for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I make mistakes as a parent. God does not. He is mm-hmm. perfect and He is sovereign. He knows us. He loves us. Uh, we don't always see things clearly and uh, <laughs> maybe usually don't see things clearly wow. is a better mm-hmm. way to put that
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we're... Uh, kind of, we're finite. We're in the moment where, you know, we can't, there's things that we cannot see. We walk by faith, not Mm -hmm. by sight. Mm -hmm. And that can be a difficult thing to do. It is a discipline, one of those disciplines we talk about. But if you learn to do that, um, it's so amazing to see what God can do. He does and is a God of miracles, power, uh, wisdom, strength, holiness, justice, all of those things but it's, it's about working in our lives and transforming us. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to go through that valley in order for us to Mm -hmm. yield ourselves to him in order for him to work. Mm -hmm. And that can be tough. Mm -hmm. But as we take flight, as our kids take flight,
0: God delights in that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That word delight, it it is, it's one of the delightful words that I tend to underline when I see it and, and look it up and look for verses with that word. Uh, the, the, the most oh, uh, I guess popular verse for me that uses that word is Psalm 37. Mm-hmm. I think verse four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I think what I've learned in, in looking at that verse and, and understanding its application to my life, it's, it's when I pursue him first and foremost. That he changes my desires. I mean, once upon a time, I was that mom who just had big dreams for her kids that were her dreams for her kids. But when I delight myself in the Lord, I I, my, I surrender. I yield. I like that word. That's another word that I delight in. Um, I yield my dreams for those I love for for the the things I want to see happen into His hand. And when I yield my dreams, my passions, my desires, my kids, that's when I get to sit back trusting him and see the yield that he brings into their lives. And yield is the harvest, right? The Absolutely. farmer gets a yield. That's yep. that's his harvest. So that is a delight to me, truly. And, and if I can delight so greatly, as you said, in seeing my kids pursue their passions and and journey through the valleys and come out on the other end with a stronger faith than they had going in. If I can delight in that, in my very, very finite mind, yes, how must the Lord delight in seeing us as we journey through trusting Him, surrendering our kids, our hopes, our dreams, our passions. How much more must he delight because he, he's infinite. He knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And he knows the plans he has for us. And it's only in our surrender that I believe that those plans truly can come to fruition. He loves us so much. He allows us to live in his permissive will, but his perfect will is only found when we are wholeheartedly seeking him, pursuing him. Um Yeah. So it's been a great season moving into this this empty nesting season. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. We we still have extra bedrooms being used but we we are cruising into that season and I don't know. We'll be back in a couple months and tell you how that's going. I think we're going to like it. But and um, well, there may be some. I twangs. can't ever see your house
1: <laughs> empty though, Beth. Whether it's your children or grandchildren or neighbors, friends, whatever, it, it will always be a happening place. That's funny.
0: You know? <laughs> we were just talking with some friends a week or so ago who who may be someone came to them and said we'd like to buy your house well if someone's going to buy your house you're going to have to find another house to live in right so they may be downsizing and so till all was said and done they said well if we build I don't know where we'll go I said well we're going to have a whole bunch of empty bedrooms so I, I guess if, if push comes to shove you could live here so maybe that's what we'll, we'll end up being a and b of some kind oh, there you go <laughs> no no breakfast uh, <laughs> uh, a bed and uh, a Coffee with Beth, a, a B and CB, yeah, but I'm not a great cook, so I think they'd want to make their own or um, go to one of the fabulous eating establishments in our area for breakfast. So isn't that funny? God gives us such a variety of gifts and abilities, and for a very long time, I would look at my friends like oh, Leanne Miller. Uh, she is a hostess with the mostest. I could I could name so many wonderful hostesses from our community. They know how to set a table and serve up fabulous food. Rebecca of Rebecca's Bistro. Oh my goodness. You know, we have we have so many great cooks here in Holmes County. I'm not one of them. And I used to look at them and say, "Oh, I just don't have the gift of hospitality." But you know what I finally realized? that that's not true. It's not true. I do have the gift of hospitality. I love it. I, I love having people to our house. What I don't have is the gift of cooking and and setting up a beautiful table, the artistry, mm-hmm. I guess. But as far as being hospitable, I I delight in having people at the table with me. I delight in sharing what we have with them. But it truly is a well, here's what I have, you know, the and if you can't find what you want here on the counter, the cupboards, the fridge, the freezer, it's all yours. You are welcome to anything. And I finally recognize that in itself is also a yeah. gift of hospitality.
1: Well, you know, it reminds me of my mother who, um, I mean, her home was not artistic in any sense. It was, she was more of a hoarder than anything else. Uh But her home was a place where people came in and immediately, immediately felt comfortable because she was more interested in they were than her house Uh and them than their, than her house or anything. And she and my dad just were kind of a, a pivotal point. And I, I can see that in my cousins as they talk about, uh, you know, coming to uncle Frank and aunt Elspeth's house and how awesome that was, or, or being around, just being around them and how much love they felt from my mom and dad. Uh And it's really about that. It's really about loving people. That's what Mm -hmm. being hospitable is. Whether you live in a mud hut or you live in a mansion, it's a a matter of making people more important than things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll never forget, we were in Nepal um, uh, trekking through the the foothills of the Himalayas. And we stopped at this home and they brought out, I mean, they brought out the works. It was a hut, Beth, it was a hut. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to describe Mm -hmm. it. They had a dirt floor and they brought out this rush mat that you could tell was saved for special occasions. They put it on their porch. They seated us. They gave us tea. I mean, they they probably gave us everything in their home that they wow. had to give. And it was such a humbling and moving and wonderful experience that they would give so much. We They didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were strangers, foreigners, didn't even speak their language. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a guide with us and he spoke to them, but But in terms of the rest of us, we couldn't have a conversation with them. But I will never, ever, ever forget that example of just giving what you have and being welcoming and loving even to strangers. Mm -hmm. That's being hospitable.
0: Okay, so you just use a phrase... Um, you had a guide with you. You said because your guide was able to speak to them, he could bring these two cultures together that couldn't understand each other's language, but the, the language of love was there.
1: Hmm. You know, and Beth, I think I think the truth of it is there are many other cultures in the world who are, by nature and by culture, hospitable, hmm. more hospitable than maybe what we can, in the Western world, can even begin to understand. I, we're we're much more. Close the door, draw the garage door down, keep to yourself. Somebody knocks on the door, it's not like open the door and welcome them in. Mm-hmm. And and perhaps that's because of, of how we live and the times we live and all of those things. But I, I think it is we need to be careful not to be clumped become closed off to what God has for us Mm -hmm. in each opportunity encounter with people. Because we're still called to love. We're still called to be hospitable, whether you feel you have that gift of
0: hospitality or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because as you talked about the guide, I immediately thought of the Holy Spirit, who is our guide. And uh, I opened my Bible to John 16, where it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. But I had a note card in there. So I've been in this chapter in this section of scripture recently and and this is what my note card says it's this early morning reading how we treat people is much more a statement of who we are rather than how they act or who they are mm. how we treat people so those people in that hut it wasn't about who you were right it was about who they are. Absolutely. And they they were people who wanted, who saw the beauty and the need and the gift of sharing what they had. Your guide spoke to them. And in that conversation, they then did what they were called to do. In John chapter 16, we hear about the work of the Holy Spirit. And, And I'm going to go ahead and start, well, you know what, I'm going to start John 16, verse 1, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I've said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. Now I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. Now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness... All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. When the Holy Spirit... Now, this is my words. I'm I'm, I'm done with John uh, chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. But my words, my interpretation of this is that the Spirit that guides us, he can't say anything to us except that which comes from the Mm -hmm. Father. When the Holy Spirit takes up residence and rule in our life, All that he is guiding us with and into comes, comes straight from the Father. I want that guide. Mm. I need that guide. Absolutely. Every day, every
1: moment. And it's amazing to me that we have that available to us 24-7 all the time. Mm -hmm. He is there. He's with us. And he longs to guide us. That's what he is for.
0: When you think back to the prophecies of, of the Old Testament, right? So uh, Elijah, Elisha, when they would prophesy, or when even, I think, uh, we read about Saul prophes- prophesied at one point. Uh, David, there there were other people that the Spirit came upon, and they prophesied, right? Mm-hmm. Missy, we have the Spirit in, in mm-hmm. 24-7, 365. Crazy. But it's, it's up to us to yield to the Holy Spirit power in our lives in order to do the work that that God has for us. We're back to the yield. Without our yielding, we're not going to see His yield. 24-7, 365, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Christ in me gives me the power. I don't have it on my own. The wisdom, Mm -hmm. I don't have it on my own. The strength, I don't have it on my own. To do what God has called me to do. That is, that's an overwhelming thought that I have to just stop and steep and abide and rest in. And and say to the Lord, okay, where am I not yielding? Where am I not offering up the hospitality that I have? What have you put in my hand that I've been thinking was all for me? I mean, those are conversations that I think need to be at the table of one, uh, one, you and God, not, not even at a table of uh, our size here, Missy. The, those are conversations that I have to be still before the Lord mm. and come honestly before him and open my heart to all that he has for me and all that he wants to tell me. But if I Want to hear him, that means I have to stop talking.
1: Absolutely. We need to be listening. Uh, and again, Psalm 139, 23. Mm. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. See if there's any place I'm not yielding to. Right, you at.
0: right, right. And, and he loves us so much that he wants. Us to know of these places he wants us to walk in his way, but I think we live in a world with so much noise and so many distractions. Mm. I'm not sure we take the time to hear his voice yeah. I, because because it's
1: an active listening mm-hmm. it's you, it's another discipline that you have to be, sit is. and be still. And, and the knowing part of it truly is the searching and the listening and the waiting for God to speak to you. And I th- try it. Try to sit for even a minute and see how hard and how difficult
0: that is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I think you have to train yourself to do. Oh, definitely. No, it doesn't come naturally. Uh, I am reading a book right now written by Priscilla Shire, and I, d- I do love her Teaching, She is committed to teaching women. Her father, Dr. Tony Evans, um, he teaches men and women, and he brings it. Uh, I, I have appreciated his teaching for many years, mm. and now of late I'm digging in a little deeper to his daughter's Bible studies and, and books. But this particular book is called Discerning the Voice of God, and it's kind of interesting how I landed on it. Um, I've talked before here on, on air about... Our son, who isn't just sure that he wants to follow in his parents' footstep. he, he footsteps, he, um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's got to, his own mind and he has his own journey. And, and, that's and exciting. he has to have mm-hmm. his own faith. As yeah. I've told him before, you can't take my faith off to college with you. You have to have your own faith. Now, if it's a faith built on anything other than the truth of God's word, it's not going to be very stable, but, um, I'm glad you were willing to tell me that you're not you're you're not seeing things the way I see things. Well, that's been several years ago that he said that to me. You know, we were all at that wise age of 14 at some point in our <laughs> 14, lives. 14, 15, 16, yeah, 21, 13, 12 yes. uh, mm-hmm. to 57. Um, anyway, I I it changed my prayers for him. And and one of the things that he discontinued doing when he decided he wasn't too sure about his mom and dad's faith, uh, was being in the word of God and praying. Why bother? If God's in control, it's going to be how it is anyway, right? And and I would tell him, you know, God is more concerned about changing your character than your circumstances. And it's only in having those conversations with him that you can, can hear what his desire for you is. But you got to know his voice. So he's been hearing all this for the last however many years, whether he's been in God's word or not. But about... Um, a month or so ago, he came to me, and he said, Mom, you know, um, I'm praying again. And I said, Yeah, I know that. And he said, Well, he said, This is what I want to know. When I'm praying, how do I know it's God's voice talking to me? And I said, Well, honey, in order to know God's voice, you got to know the language that he speaks. And then in order to know the language that he speaks, you got to be in his word. And so we had a delightful conversation that day. But before he left, after he graduated, he... Two days later, he left for this class um, three hours away from home, and um, before he left, I said, you know, son, I know what I've been telling you, but while you're gone those weeks, I'm going to be reading a book by one of my favorite authors, Priscilla Shire, and uh, when you come back, I want to have this conversation of, to make sure that I'm i am I'm not just giving you my own ideas, but that someone wiser than me is is pouring into my life too. So in discerning the voice of God, one of the points that Priscilla Shire makes is you got to know your daddy's voice. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, my brother sounds very much like my dad, but he can't fool me. I know my daddy's voice. Another point that she made was that one day she met with a mentor and there were some Questions that she had that she wanted the mentors answer because she knew the mentor was a godly woman. And so she said, We sat down, we had limited time, uh, just, you know, we, we sat down to talk, and I started pouring everything out that was going on in my life. And uh, she said, You know, before I knew it, my mentor glanced at her watch and kind of adjusted her purse. And she said, I looked at my watch and realized that our time was up. And she said to her mentor, Oh, I'm sorry. I need your answer. And the mentor said, Priscilla, while you were talking, there were things I wanted to tell you, but you never stopped talking long enough for me to tell you, to talk to you. And Priscilla said at that point, her heart knew that that was, uh, a word from a mentor that needed to be applied to her time spent with the Heavenly Father. So wherever you're at today, I hope you're pouring your heart out to God, but most of all, I hope you're being still and taking time to sit before Him and allow Him, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to speak into your life. He's given us a place to belong, and we are so thankful for that precious gift. Thanks for joining us at the table. You have found Place to belong here in this circle of friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to open the word at gmail.com.